Welcome to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette, with your host Steve Garrett, MC and DJ at one of the largest Corvette weekends in the country, Corvette Fun Fest, president of the Corvette Club of Kansas City, Missouri, and radio disc jockey at the number one radio station in Kansas City for over 40 years. Here's Steve Garrett. Thanks for listening and watching Corvette Today, the show that talks about everything Corvette and the only current podcast dedicated to Corvette. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. I appreciate you tuning in. Corvette Today is brought to you by Wheelcraft. Want to dress up your Corvette with bright chrome or black chrome wheels? Visit wheelcraft.com and learn about their advanced PVD chrome finishing. They can refinish your wheels or offer a wheel exchange for most models, and it comes with a five-year warranty. Visit wheelcraft.com today or call 833-840-5334. You can listen to Corvette today on all podcast platforms. You can also listen on your smart device. Just say, hey, Google or Alexa, play the podcast called Corvette Today, and you're connected. Be sure and visit the updated Corvette Today website. It's corvettetoday.com. You can also access everything there, including the Corvette Today merchandise store. You can also join the Corvette Today Facebook group there and sign up for Corvette Today emails, notifications, and updates at corvettetoday.ck.page. And if you like YouTube, you can subscribe to the Corvette Today YouTube channel. See all Corvette Today episodes on YouTube. And be sure and patronize our flagship sponsors of Corvette today, Aerolari Wheels, a true forged wheel with over 20 different unique styles to choose from for your C8 and wide-body versions of the C7, C6, and C5 Corvettes. It's an amazing value, starting at only $23.88 for a set of four fully forged wheels. And use the promo code CT111 and get $100 off your purchase. Visit aerolari.com, that's A-E-R-O-L-A-R-R-I.com, and use the promo code CT111 for your $100 discount. Also, midenginecorvetteforum.com, the forum that focuses on the new mid-engine C8 Corvette. Meet a lot of Corvette enthusiasts like yourself at midenginecorvetteforum.com. And a shout-out to Corvette Forum and CanadianCorvetteForum.com, welcoming Corvette enthusiasts from around the world. In 1960, Briggs Cunningham took three C1 Corvettes to France to race in the 24 hours of Le Mans. These three Corvettes are legendary. The number three Cunningham Corvette was found and restored and is now owned by a private individual. The number two Cunningham Corvette is owned by Bruce Meyer from the Peterson Automotive Museum in Los Angeles. But the number one car was recently found and restored by the man on today's show. Kevin McKay, owner of Corvette Repair in Long Island, is the famous Corvette hunter. Kevin makes his third appearance on Corvette today to talk about the number one Cunningham Corvette and what's going on with it. Plus, he's got some huge news to tell us here about these three famous Corvettes. Kevin, welcome back to Corvette today. Well, thank you very much. It was nice to be back. It's great to have you, buddy. I'm so excited about the show and all the information. First of all, let's give our listeners and viewers a brief history of Briggs Cunningham and the three Corvettes that were raced at Le Mans in 1960. Well, Briggs Cunningham came from a very successful family, and he always had a passion for racing. But after his mother's passing, that's when he just went berserk, like I said in the last interview that we had together. So he always dreamed of racing at Lamar, which that did come true, but he always wanted to win it overall. And he tried six attempts, did quite well in some of the years, approximately like 1950 to 1955. And then he kind of gave it up a little bit. He got into sailboat racing and he did very well there, winning the American Cup with a boat called Columbia. 
He was on the cover of Time magazine back, I think, like 1954. He got pretty friendly with the GM people, Ed Cole and Zora Duntoff. And Zora kind of pushed him a little bit. He goes, look, you got to bring an American Corvette over to Lamar. You got to do this with American drivers. You could do it. You could do it. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. You have the funds. That's cool. Now, let's talk about what happened to those three Corvettes during the race and what was the outcome of those three Corvettes. Well, they start off very, very well. They were right on the front head of the line, and I did a Le Mans start. Originally, Briggs was supposed to drive with Zorro himself, and Ed Cole said to Briggs, listen to me, I'll let him go over on one condition. You give me your word that he's not going to be going behind the wheel of that car, because I really need him here. He's a big part of this team. Right. Ed goes, okay, but I don't want him behind the wheel of the car. Give me your word. And Briggs said, I'll give you my word, sir. I will not let him drive the car. Wow. So a day or two before the race, Briggs gave him the sad news and wouldn't let him drive. They got this young guy, 24-year-old guy named Bill Kimberly, who's a pretty well-known driver at his time. Drove the car and he replaced Duntoff. The Le Mans start, he ran to the car and got in, took off. By him, it was Dick Thompson and his number two car. And the number three car was started by John Fitch. Now, let's talk about where they finished in the race, all three of those cars. Well, the only one that actually really finished the race was the number three car. The number one car, you know, every 25 laps, they normally change drivers, but they see the weather was turning bad, and Briggs came in, they switched drivers, and Bill Kimberly went out there and hit a wall of rain, and car flipped over end over end, caught on fire, and he was out of the race. He was the first Le Mans car out of the race at, the, like, 32 laps. And then number two car also got into an accident, hitting the right front headlight area and the rear quarter panel, almost in the same area that Bill Kimberly crashed. But he was able to trickle back to the pits, and they fixed what they could, and they, they tied up the broken pieces, and he went back on a trek. And then, uh, I think, like about 208 laps or so, the engine went. And, of course, the, everybody knows that the number three car had heating problems. Somebody left the radio cap off the car, and by the rules, you could not put any kind of fluid in a car for at least 25 laps. So they came over to brainstorm. They took ice cubes out of a bucket, and they started placing them around the intake manifold, around the fuel injection, to try to keep it cool. And that worked, and the crowd was behind them. You figure, like, 300,000 people were there. Wow. So who finished the race was a guy named Bob Grossman. And lucky enough, both individuals were at my shop when we did find the number three car back in early 2000. I think it was like 2001 when we actually got the car in the shop. And we finished in 2002 for Monterey for the 75th anniversary. And that car, of course, was found in St. Louis. And the number two car was found in a junkyard by a guy named Michael Pillsbury back in the early 80s for like $300. Wow. And the one car was registered and titled in Tampa, but I could never find the guy. Just by luck, back in 2012, I was able to stumble across it. And the car was just an ugly duckling. It was heavily, heavily modified and customized and so on. But see, a lot of people thought the car was destroyed because it flipped end over end and burst into flames. But when you're at a racetrack, there's always an emergency crew there. There's always a fire truck there. Remember, there's a wall of rain that Bill Kimberly hit when he lost control of the car. But the secret was, too, he didn't have the right tires in the car. They went there with rain tires, but they wanted to save the rain tires, but maybe later on. They didn't realize that the rain would come that quickly. Because when I spoke to John Fitch, and we spent two weeks together at Le Mans in 2010, we went over there for the 50th anniversary of John you know, racing there in 1960. He said, if we were to continue rating the rest of the race, I had a very good chance of winning the whole race. I was beating the prototypes with those rain tires. Those rain tires just grabbed the track. Yeah. And at one time, he was as high as seven overall. So it was pretty cool. But then, of course, once the rain stopped, then the other prototype cars got ahead of him again. But always had a slight chance, which is pretty cool. That is cool. And the number three car was the only car to finish, and it won its class, right? That's correct. The car didn't get a, a scratch on it. We determined that when the car was at our shop at Corvette Repair and Valley in Long Island, New York, now going into our 38th year in business, we went by body damage. And we knew that the three cars, when it finished the race, they didn't have a scratch on it. 
We knew that the number two car got hit in the pesticide front fender and the pesticide rear quarter panel. And we knew that the one car caught on fire and the whole front end was damaged and the door skin was peeled off. So we shook the 160 Corvette, which was VIN number 2538. We realized it actually was the class winner. That's amazing. Kevin, after the race in 1960, what happened to these three Cunningham cars? Well, he came back to the States. Briggs was on to a new venture, and he gave the three cars to a guy named William Frick, or Bill Frick, they called him. He was based down in Florida, and he sold the cars to private people. Then one car went to a customizer, and he was also a SSC racer, a guy named Barswell. He customized the car. He put a 1956-1957 front clip on the car, and he put white wall tires and these special crazy-looking hubcaps and a scoop on the hood. It had an aftermarket hardtop on the car. It had like a little fit in the back, like a little vent in the back, and he severely modified the back end of the car. But we have a picture of it being customized, and you can still see that on the driver's side had the number one on the door. Wow. So we just confirmed that, that that's the car. But also what Cunningham was instructed to do after Lamar, they took out the special race motors because Chevrolet wanted them back for testing, see how they held up. So they put the stock motors back in the car before they sold the cars. But the cars were still painted white, had the racing stripes on it, had the Halibrand wheels on it, had the racing tires on it. It was still fairly complete, but it was wrecked. The thing is, it was never destroyed. It was wrecked. Yeah. And you can fix anything if it's wrecked. Sure. The major parts of the car were there, like the original frame was there, VIN number 3535. The original steering column with the original Vintag was still there, 3535. So I had the original flooring, original firewall. I had both original doors. One door had the door skin peeled off. I had the original trunk lid, which they modified. Wow. But the nose was completely damaged because that's why they put a 56, 57 nose in the car, which is a single headlight nose versus a 58 through 62. It would have a double headlight on each side. Right. It was pretty interesting how when I first saw the car back in 2012, when I flew down to St. Petersburg in a warehouse to look at the car, and I said, my God, where the hell did they do this damn thing? But <laughs> there were so many things in that car, I knew instantly it was the one car, because that's the only one that hasn't been found at the time, was that wiper hole we talked about in the past. It was still there. They just spliced the 56 with the nose onto the original 60 wiper cowl area. There's the wiper hole right in the dead center. I said, son of a gun. And only Cunningham did that. And that's how you knew that was the number one car. Instantly. In probably less than 10 seconds. That's amazing. I was so familiar with the three car, and I spent a lot of time looking at the two car when Mike Pillsbury had it and when Bruce Myers eventually ended up with it. I flew to California multiple times to look at the car. So it was interesting. I was very fortunate where we took a lot of photographs, took a lot of video, made a lot of notes, I put everything in a binder. So that really helped me quite a bit with this the newest restoration of the number one car. That's cool. Kevin, let's take our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what it took to bring that number one Briggs Cunningham Corvette back to life. It's Kevin McKay from Corvette Repair on Corvette Today. We all know that wheels make the car. Wheelcraft will help you take your Corvette to new levels. Wheelcraft offers the world's best PVD chrome finish available on the market. Available in bright chrome and black chrome. Wheelcraft nails it in both appearance and durability. And it comes with a five-year warranty against brake dust burns, pitting, peeling, and color delimination. Wheelcraft is also ISO certified. Whether you're having your wheels refinished or an exchange transaction, there is no core fee, no deposit, and you don't pay for the finished wheels until they are installed on your car. Wheelcraft insists on complete satisfaction before you pay. Hear from one of our customers. I picked up a brochure at the National Corvette Museum and we took delivery of our new C8. I called Wheelcraft and in 15 minutes I ordered the new bright ice chrome wheels. Wheelcraft's follow-up and follow-through is superb. The wheels arrived on Sunday, installed on Monday, and cores will return same day. Wheels are the highest quality I've ever seen and they look awesome. Great prices, great customer service from initial contact to installation. 
Thanks, Dennis from Nashville. In many cases, Wheelcraft offers finished wheels on exchange or will apply this new finish to your wheels. Either way, Wheelcraft treats your wheels as their own. Visit our website at wheelcraft.com or call us at 833-840-5334. Arrive in style with Wheelcraft. The Radiator Grill Store offers protection for your C8's front radiators and side intakes. They also carry front strut tower covers to prevent rusting and pooling water, all with do-it-yourself installation. Get 10% off your total purchase with promo code CT10. See the full line of products at radiatorgrillstore.com. When you want to buy a Corvette, or any Chevrolet for that matter, get yours from Hendrick Chevrolet Shawnee Mission located in Kansas City. Hendrick Chevrolet is the largest Corvette dealership and showroom in the Midwest. With a knowledgeable sales staff and Corvette sales specialists on hand, they'll help you build the Corvette of your dreams, and they ship nationwide. With Corvette certified master mechanics on site and a huge parts department, with over 24,000 parts and $2 million in inventory, Hendrick Chevrolet is well equipped to take care of your every need. From sales to service to collision repair, Hendrick Chevrolet has you covered. Visit ChevyUSA.com or call 913-384-1550. American Hydrocarbon is your one-stop shop for custom interior, exterior, and engine bay items for your C4 through C8 Corvette. We can help you create a custom look for your Corvette with carbon fiber or 10 different color patterns and styles. Whether it's a custom-made engine cover for your new C8 or custom-made C4 interior upgrades, American Hydrocarbon can help you transform your Corvette into a best-in-class show car. And now we're proud to announce that we can produce and distribute officially licensed GM products for the C8 Corvette, including front splitters, side skirts, engine appearance panels, engine fluid caps, door holders, trunk and front props, and more. Plus, we now carry the C8 Speedline side skirts, along with the engine appearance package and the high wing. Give us a call at 813-476-5638. Visit our updated website at AmericanHydrocarbon.com or email us at pat at AmericanHydrocarbon.com. Make your Corvette the car you've always wanted it to be with American Hydrocarbon. And now, back to the only current podcast on Corvettes, Corvette Today, with your host, Steve Garrett. Hey, thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. Brought to you by Wheelcraft. Want to dress up your Corvette with bright chrome or black chrome wheels? Visit wheelcraft.com and learn about their advanced PVD chrome finishing. They can refinish your wheels or they offer a wheel exchange for most models and it comes with a five-year warranty. Visit wheelcraft.com or call them at 833-840-5334. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. With me is the world-famous Corvette hunter, Kevin McKay. We're talking about the Briggs Cunningham Corvettes from 1960 at Le Mans. In the second segment, we're going to talk about what it took to bring back to life Corvette number one. Kevin, you've been working on this car for about a year now. Let's talk about what it took to bring it back to life and what it looked like back in 1960 and the livery back from there. Well, the car was basically a stock production car with some special options on it. it had all the heavy-duty options. It had the optional tank, which only made 10 of those. And they had the heavy-duty brake and heavy-duty suspension and the 283, 290-horse fuel injection motor. They took the tank and they extended it for endurance racing. And then they even extended it down to almost probably a 40-gallon tank, believe it or not, because they afraid they would make the 25-lap minimum. And they did that on practice day back in April 9, 1960. When we got the car, the tank was still in the car, which was amazing to me. And some of the really important parts or almost irreplaceable were there. It was a real challenge. Actually, we were on the car, Steve, for 18 months. And we probably have maybe less than a month worth of tweaking on the car. Right. It starts 
It drives the pay came out spectacular. I'm very proud of my team for doing it. You know, it's all about your team, how good your team is. Yeah. I've just been very fortunate to have the right people that are as passionate as I am. And we just work together like a family, which is really great. That's awesome. Did you have to fabricate a lot of stuff to get the car back to what it was like in 1960? A lot of the parts I made duplicates of 21 years ago when we did the three cogs, I figured, you know, there's always a slight chance the car still may be out there. So I did make a lot of templates, but we didn't make those crazy looking headlight covers, which on old cars are all red, white, and blue. Right. And the wide mesh grill, and then we had to get a special oil cooler and pressure lines and an air dam and hood louvers. And he goes on and on and on and toggle switches and Sawana gauges and custom made Jones tack. So it took a, a tremendous amount of research and patience and fabricators. We had a, the wraparound areas where the bumpers would normally uh, go were removed in the front and had these openings there. So that would be covered up with a special aluminum. That was one of the most difficult things to have made. I must have went to at least four or five people that said they could do it and just couldn't do it. Really? It was really frustrating. That took me eight months to get the right guy to do it. And once I got the right guy to do it, had the right equipment, it wasn't that bad for him. It looks simple, but it wasn't simple. Wrapping it around in one piece was very difficult. Then having it polished and masked off and primed and painted, fit nicely and drilling all the holes. That had to be screwed in carefully without chipping anything or scratching anything. So you got to have a lot of patience, which we do. This ain't my first rodeo. You learn from your mistakes. Yeah. Kevin, talk about what these cars, all three of them, possessed that got them ready to race and made them so unique. Well, Briggs wanted to win. Since money wasn't the object, he got the best of the best. He got the best craftsmen, the best fabricators, the best mechanics. He bought the very best people because he wanted to win Le Mans. Yeah. There's not a better race on the planet than winning the overall at Le Mans. For example, like the movie Ford versus Ferrari we talked about earlier. Those overall winners, the GT40s, those cars are 50 million, 70 million, 80 million a piece because they won Le Mans. So just knowing that the Cunningham car won its class at Lamar is just such an amazing feat, especially first time out of the box. It's just incredible. These were heavy, big cars. You know, these weren't prototype cars. These were production cars. And that record held for over 40 plus years. And the car was driving down the street in St. Louis. The guy didn't know what he had. It was just a wonderful story. You know, I'm just so fortunate that all three cars have survived. I would never think in a million years these cars would survive. Yeah, it's amazing. These cars were just beat to death. One was converted back to a street car, and the guy didn't know what he had, and that was the class winner. The other car was severely customized and just sat in the warehouse since 1976. And before that, it was hot-rodded locally. The car was in Florida pretty much his entire life after Le Mans. And the other car was found in a junkyard. That's crazy. So the number one car is now done. Talk about how many hours it took to restore and what happens next with that Corvette. I would say we have over 5,000 man hours in the car. That's not even including the research itself and hunting down the parts and finding the right people that could make things. You know, a lot of stuff we did in-house. But just getting the right people that know what they were doing, did it right, took pride in what they did, and meant everything to us. I want the car done a certain way, and three car, we're proud of that car, and this car is equally as nice. The car sold at an auction at RM Sotheby's back in May of 2021. Sold for, I believe, it was $785,000, which is a lot of money for a car like that. But it's got a lot of history. Could have went for more. I've been offered more for that car when I had it in my possession. But it went to the Cunningham family. That's unheard of. That's really cool that it went back to its original owner's family. That's really great. One of the daughters, she's in her 80s, is the baby daughter of Brace Cunningham. Wow. I could be any more pleased. I couldn't pick anyone else in the world to have that car than the family themselves. 
Brace was just an icon, and he was very well-respected, very well-mannered, loved people, loved racing, of course, loved racing anything, anything with wheels or a sail, anything with the go fast, he was there. Yeah, absolutely right. Well, buddy, let's take our final break, and when we come back in segment number three, we're going to talk about what is going to happen with these cars, and you've got a big announcement for us here coming up next on Corvette Today. Are you ready for a better insurance policy without the Corvette tax? With agreed value protection, the value of your collector vehicle will never change. Plus, you'll save money. Get a quick quote at ncminsurance.com. Hey, honey, are you awake? Mm, I am now. I can't sleep. Since turning 50, I keep dreaming of a red door and a blue door, somehow knowing there are only choices for retirement. Okay. Through the red door, we outlive our money. We have to rely on our kids. We're stuck on a fixed income. It's terrifying. Yeah, that would suck. But through the blue door, our money outlives us. We retire on our terms. Our kids stay our kids, not our caretakers. We make work optional. Yes, that's much better. That's what I want to, but what do we do? We call True Wealth and Company at 913-653-8783. They specialize in helping successful people make work optional. They're our fiduciary Blue Door personal wealth managers. Hey, where are you going? It's 3 a.m. I can't sleep. I'm going to check out True Wealth and Company online at retirewithtrue.com. That Blue Door is going to be our retirement. 913-653-8783. Visit us online at retirewithtrue.com. Investment advice offered through True Wealth and Company, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Kansas. Vetfinders.com is the Internet's original Corvette classified ads website with classified ads starting at just $25. And every ad runs until your Corvette is sold. If you're in the market for a Corvette, Vetfinders.com has over 500 Corvettes for sale from all around the USA and Canada and covering all eight generations. Visit VetFinders.com, the Internet's destination for buying and selling Corvettes. That's V-E-T-T-E Finders.com. Check out the first Corvette-only auction website at 427stingray.com slash Corvette today. You can sign up to bid and comment on more than 40 Corvettes every week. That's 427stingray.com slash Corvette today. Join the community. You're listening and watching Corvette Today with Steve Garrett. Hey, thanks once again for listening and watching Corvette Today, the show that talks about everything Corvette. Brought to you by Wheelcraft. Want to dress up your Corvette with bright chrome or black chrome wheels? Visit wheelcraft.com and learn about their advanced PVD chrome finishing. They can refinish your wheels or offer a wheel exchange for most models, and it comes with a five-year warranty. Visit wheelcraft.com today or call 833-840-5334. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. With me is the world-famous Corvette hunter, Kevin McKay from Corvette Repairs in Long Island, New York. We're talking about the three Briggs Cunningham Corvettes from 1960. In this final segment, Kevin, you've got a huge announcement talking about all three of these cars. Tell us what's going on with these three Corvettes. Steve, this has been a dream of mine since 1993. That's 30 years ago. Finally, all three cars have been located. Two have been restored years ago. One has not been restored. We're pretty much done with the car. We have a couple, you know, like I said, less than a month's worth of work on it. And we're going to debut the car at Amelia Island in 2023. We're so excited having these three cars together. One, two, and three. 63 years in the making. They're going to be unveiled in the Ritz-Carlton in the hotel. They're going to be parked in a beautiful room. And the movie The Quest will be shown. You got to get an advanced ticket. I would probably get it online as soon as you hear this announcement because it's going to fill up very quickly. Limited seats. 
Michael Brown's coming in to MC and another gentleman named Tom Cotter. You see him quite a bit on TV all the time. He's the barn find hunter as well. He finds a lot of stuff. Both great guys. They both have a lot of knowledge with Briggs Cunningham and the Le, Le Mans effort. But having those cars together in the race form back in 1960 is truly going to be breathtaking. And what is the date of that debut? March 3rd at 7 p.m. in the evening time. They show the movie for about an hour and a half. And there'll probably be questions and answers maybe before and after. I wish it was tomorrow. I'm so excited. A lot of fun. And anybody can come see these cars. Isn't that correct? Absolutely. They're going to be shown on Sunday at the Concourse event. We're doing a Le Mans reunion. I believe we have either 10 or 11 cars that are going to be displayed with great race history. Obviously, the three Cunningham cars will be there. We have the only 62 Le Mans car will be there. And we have the only C2 Le Mans car that will be there. And we have a few C3s, a few C4s, C5s, and so on. I know Mr. Lance Miller is bringing a C5R. And I know another couple, the Cussies are bringing a Callaway Le Mans car. And the 67 LA car, the only C2 that went to Le Mans will be there as well. The Rebel Le Mans car will be there. We got some other surprises on Sunday. But it's just an amazing event. Heidi does an outstanding job promoting it. It's just a beautiful, you've never been there. I would highly recommend it. I wouldn't miss it. I call it the Pebble Beach of Florida. It's just that spectacular. It is. They have a Cars and Coffee there on Saturday. There's some classes there also coming on besides the viewing the Quest and the Cars. There's some other classes. I think Jeff Gordon is the star of the show. Probably Henry's Motorsports will be down there as well to support him. So it's just going to be a fun, fun weekend. And just keep our fingers crossed for the weather. The Cars and Coffee event on Saturday, I think it's like five, six hundred cars. Just an amazing event. That'll be fun. We're really excited about it. I'm glad you're coming down. Yes, I will be there. Was it difficult to coordinate getting all these three cars back together again after 63 years? Well, once they were found, like I said, the, the number two car was found first. That car was just completed, I believe, 1987. That's when I first saw the car at Monterey. I was just blown away, not knowing there was still a couple more out there. And then when we found the three car back in 2001, actually, we found the car before that, but it took us seven years to get the car from the German Good guy just didn't want to sell it, didn't know what he had. I wasn't going to tell him it was a Cunningham or Le Mans car, but we finally got that car. And then the one car just kind of fell in our lap. My vision for 30 years, wow, it'd be nice if those cars did survive and if they're out there. Do they be put back to its original formal race livery and then show it to the public? Because that's what it's all about. Right. Telling the story, telling the history, getting people together. I just wish that some of the drivers were still around today. When Mike found the number two car, he was fortunate that Cunningham had a museum that in California and he visited with Priest Cunningham. And Mike went there with a bunch of photographs where it came out of the junk. It had the Halliburton wheels on, it had the roll bar in it, it, had the tank in it. And Briggs says, what's the VIN number of that car? And Mike says, well, it's right here. It's VIN number 4117. That was the last Cunningham car built. And Briggs went into the file cabinet. He pulls out the original dealer invoice for the car. He says, yep, it's one of our cars. That's incredible. That blew me away when I heard that story. Kevin, are there any logistical tips that you can offer the listeners and viewers for them to book travel arrangements to come to see the unveiling of these cars? Yeah, most of the hotels in that area are probably booked, but if you're going to fly, fly into Jacksonville. You're not too far from Georgia. You'll probably get some really reasonable rates in Georgia. There's some bed and breakfast places. You could probably go online and search around. And if you're local, you come for the day. That's fantastic. Buddy, wrapping up, is there anything else you want to say about the Amelia Island weekend and the event coming up? Well, just make sure your batteries are charging on your camera. You'll be taking a lot of pictures. We got some crazy surprises. And I can't tell you about it because it's going to be a surprise. There's going to be a lot of people come down just for this event because I think it's going to bring the crowd in. This is the 100th anniversary of Lamar. They started Lamar in 1923. So we're really looking forward to it. But yeah, we're really, really, really excited about it. That's fantastic. I can't wait to come down and see this. This will be monumental. This will be historic of epic proportions. This will be great. 
I want to mention one more thing here. If it wasn't for Lance Miller and Erwin Croy allowing us to be the caretaker for the number three class winner car for the last 18 months, that was a tremendous help for us because if we had a question about something, we just walked over to the three car and looked at it, took a picture, another picture, or measurements, and whatever else we had to do. So I really want those cars as exact as we possibly can make them. These guys were just gentlemen. Kevin, here's the keys. You know what you have to do? Take it. And we did. These cars look like twins. They really do. One's got a three, one's got a one. I can't wait to see them. This will be so fantastic. Buddy, thank you so much for coming back on Corvette today and talking about the debut of these three cars coming back together. We will see you March 3rd, 4th, and 5th in Florida down at Amelia Island. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. And thank you again. Really, it means a lot. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Corvette Today. And please be sure to tell your family, friends, and other Corvette enthusiasts about the Corvette Today podcast. And thanks to our sponsors, Wheelcraft. Want to dress up your Corvette with bright chrome or black chrome wheels? Visit wheelcraft.com to learn about their advanced PVD chrome finishing. They can refinish your wheels or offer a wheel exchange for most models, and it comes with a five-year warranty. Visit wheelcraft.com today or call 833-840-5334. American Hydrocarbon at AmericanHydrocarbon.com, True Wealth and Company at RetireWithTrue.com. Also, Aerolari Wheels, get $100 off your purchase with the new promo code CT111 at Aerolari.com. And Hendrick Chevrolet in Kansas City at ChevyUSA.com. You've been listening to Corvette Today with Steve Garrett. If you'd like to contact Steve with any thoughts on the podcast or ideas for guests on Corvette Today, you can email him at stevegarrettdj at gmail.com. That's stevegarrettdj at gmail.com. Garrett has two R's and two T's. Or connect with Steve on social media on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram using at stevegarrettdj. Thanks again for listening to Corvette Today.